Hello and welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. My name is Victoria and I'm your host on this galactic adventure through all things Star Wars, film and television, toys, theme parks, video games, and more. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cantina. Jurassic Dave ninety three here with uh, Victoria. Uh, we're here to talk some Star Wars today. We're in the dead of summer. It is hot where I'm at. I think it's hot wherever you are in this uh, North America area here. But yeah, we've got uh, some trailers to, to go over. We've got Bad Batch to talk about. There's a lot going on. There's a lot coming to Disney Plus. But how are you doing, Victoria? I'm doing really good, Dave. It's great to see you. It's great to talk. Uh, more Star Wars TV. Uh, of course, we're several episodes into the Bad Batch uh, from where we left off last time we, you and I spoke. Uh, and now we have a preview of Star Wars Visions. And uh, you're hearing a little more here and there about the book of Boba Fett, which, you know, is coming later in the year. And, uh, you know, various characters that may or may not be involved in it. You know, lots of rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about Star Wars TV. You know, there's a lot of content on the way. Uh, there's a lot of things to uh, for everybody. And uh, right now, it's all about the Bad Batch. Uh, that's the TV that series that we're enjoying. So, yeah, uh, we've come a little ways. I think last time you and I spoke, uh, it was the fourth episode of the Bad Batch, and now we're ten episodes in, uh, with another one coming uh, this week, of course, on Friday. Um, how are you feeling, just overall, about the Bad Batch and where things have gone uh, since uh, episode four? Um, I, I like the show. Um, it's, you know, it's not the, the best. It's not my favorite Star Wars yet, but it's, we're here in the beginning. Um, I've done been doing a Clone Wars rewatch, and, you know, the first season isn't the best season, obviously. Um, I think, like I've said a couple of times, I'm excited to see where they go, where they build on this um, in more seasons if they have them. But, yeah, it's entertaining. Um, not as entertaining. Like, I don't wake up on Friday morning like Mandalorian and want to watch it right away. But, um, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm having fun with it. Um, I, I do think in the maybe in the last two episodes we're getting some decent character development, which I'd really like to see. I like seeing that. But, um, yeah, how are you feeling? I'm enjoying it. Um, I agree. It's not the best, like, pinnacle of Star Wars animation that we've seen. I mean, you know, I think aspects of the Clone Wars – we're definitely that, uh, you know, season five, uh, you know, some bits of season six, and then of course season seven towards the end, uh, just incredible. And I, I like the Bad Batch in the sense that it is kind of continuing the Clone Wars in a sense, even though you don't have your Anakin's or your Obi Wan's or your Ahsoka's yet, um, you still have characters that played into that story, and you're still seeing the continuation of the Republic transforming into the Empire. And that's that's something that we have never seen play out before. We've we've read about it, and we've you know we speculated about what that might look like, but to actually see it unfold on screen has been pretty uh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do I do appreciate the show. I, I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that we're getting to see all of that unfold and some of the characters that have been uh, appearing in the show as well. Uh, tying it uh, to other Star Wars is is a really positive thing. I think. Yeah, I'm going to hop on what you said there. That's my favorite part so far is probably just seeing the... It's slow, but it's kind of dramatic, the turn from the Republic to the Empire. Um, We don't have a whole lot of mention of the Force yet, but we're getting a lot of characters. Um, You'd really benefit from watching the Clone Wars um, leading into this. We're getting a lot of characters 
shown back up in the first few episodes and, and seeing, seeing Fennec Shand and stuff and tying into Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really good stuff. And I really do. They're picking great characters. Um, haven't seen a whole lot of new characters yet, but the ones that they're bringing back from Clone Wars are probably some of people's favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've seen some really good ones so far. Um, you know, we saw Fennec Shand, you know, she ties into to Mando. Uh, and, you know, really neat. It's kind of like the opposite. You know, we've seen, I mean, not really, because um, obviously we saw like Obi-Wan and Anakin and so forth in the movies. Then we saw them in animation. So it's kind of the same thing, live action to animation. But it's not uh, It's not what we've seen with like Ahsoka or certain characters that have popped up in live action or are rumored to pop up in live action in the future. Um, so it's a pretty neat thing. And, you know, it makes sense to, to make those connections and to tie things in where they make sense to do so and when they're not gratuitous and so far i feel like they're doing a pretty good job of of you know not just not having people there just for the sake of having them there mm-hmm. uh i think the the big one you're referring to though uh was a very recent appearance uh from a couple of weeks ago and uh, that's everybody's uh favorite non-boba fett bounty hunter isn't it <laughs> yeah cad bane showing back up um he's just you know just probably one of the best if not the best bounty hunter in the Clone Wars. Um, he just, the whole show takes on a different vibe when he, he comes in. Um, he's just so good at everything that he does. Um, yeah. I'm just, I, I was excited to see him, you know, and we got him in multiple episodes. Um, and it was great seeing how the dynamic between the two bounty hunters, how they interact, and that we have multiple bounty hunters mm-hmm. after Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'm glad Cad Bane is back. I mean, he's he was pretty absent from the end of the Clone Wars for, for a bit. And, um, you know, just seeing him again, uh, you know, recently got his Black Series figure. So maybe that was like a little tease, like, hey, I guess he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, I mean, he's he's been kind of underutilized lately. And, you know, I know some people have said, oh, well, maybe he'll show up in the Book of Boba Fett. Or, I don't know. But yeah, uh, it's great to see him. In live action uh, with his uh, his little buddy Toto in, in tow with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Toto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always getting taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really I, I like to see more and more development of Omega. She's probably you know the star of the of the show, and if it's made for kids, she's got to be the one that the kids relate to the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad they're giving her things to do. They're developing her skills, um, showing you know, what she can provide to the team and her specialized abilities. Um, so I'm really happy we're going there with that. Um, and hopefully, you know, in the in the last episode we saw with the debts being paid off, it's not going to just be a mission of the week type, mm-hmm. um, you know, go do this, make money, go do this, make money. And, yeah. you know, get getting Crosshair back in there. I'd like to see more of him because um, he's a, a pretty good villain uh, so far. And whenever you can have a, a villain who used to be your comrade, you know, if it's Anakin or whatever, it makes it a lot more powerful. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely makes it more emotional and, you know, it makes the stakes a little higher because, you know, if you're going up against somebody who was your friend and, you know, there's that conflict, you know, of, oh, well, you know, he's my friend, you know, I can't like kill him or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree. He's a good villain. Like we have never seen a clone as mean as Crosshair. We have never seen a clone like mm-hmm. who is like this, like antagonistic and um 
Yeah, he he's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's 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 got some it, battle scars now. You know, he's turned evil because he's got he's got the scars yep. now, just like everyone else does. Uh, be excited to see if they expand upon that. Maybe that becomes more part of his character, his features, mm-hmm. or something. Totally. But yeah, I'm enjoying that character a lot uh, so far. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm eager to see where things go because you know you you heard things earlier on with the team saying, oh, you know, maybe we can. He doesn't. I think Omega said, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, it's his programming. Like, mm-hmm. You know, what if they get his chip out? Like, if they somehow they manage to wrangle him and pin him down and get his chip out, like, will that change things? You know, I mean, there's a lot of ways it could go. Or you know, he'll just continue to be bad and he'll, you know, do terrible things. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I mean, there's you know, there's I, I like that. I like not knowing. You know, when you have characters that are a little more complex than this, they're not just like mm-hmm. an Admiral Price, like from Rebels, or they're not just like you know, just a, some random Imperial. Like th- this, this, uh, this is good. Uh, I'm eager to see where things go with uh, with Crosshair. Yeah, and it's easy for the audience us to root against him because he was really only in four episodes of Clone Wars. Uh, we don't know him that well, but we're getting a lot of his sort of backstory and how the, the the team feels about him, and that really develops that and you know helps us feel what what they're feeling. Um, and so yeah, hopefully they expand upon that, and uh, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it so far. <laughs> totally, yeah. And you mentioned uh, you know how Omega is largely there for the kids uh, to have somebody to to relate to and to to look at. Um, you, you know, early on, I really really liked Omega. Like, I just thought she was like so cool. It's like, oh, she's a female clone. You know, she's you know she seems very wise, like for a little kid. But mm-hmm. I think as the season's gone on, like they've kind of made her out to be more of like, okay, yeah, she is a little kid. You know, she she's mm-hmm. very curious. She's not sure of how a lot of things work. She can be impulsive and. Uh, emotional and um, but I think that's good because you can see that uh, bouncing off of you know the team you know uh, you have uh, like Hunter who's constantly you know he's more he's kind of more like the daddy figure right he's like more mm-hmm. her guardian like more protective and um, you, you kind of see what that dynamic is you know now there's a kid here you know how you know how do we have to adapt how do we need to evolve and they have kind of made their whole mission uh, Omega, you know, protecting Omega, seeing where they fit into the galaxy now that they're, you know, rogue clones. Um, so, I mean, it's an ongoing thing. They're, they're obviously not settled. They're, they're kind of, they're with Sid right now, and I think they, they feel like they have a good thing going, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that can last forever. No, I'm not sure if we can totally trust her in, in the way that they think that they can. Um, but, yeah, I... I enjoy Omega, you know, so far. Um, she's doing the, the kid things in a, the way that a kid, a child would in real life. It's not so silly like episode one where she's just, you know, flying around a spaceship and saving them every time by accident or, you know. But it's it's done right so far. And um, ho- I hope it keeps going. I hope it gets better. I think it will. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, I've also noticed there's quite a few aliens in this series. Have you noticed that, like, just in the background or in passing? Yeah. Like, we're seeing mm-hmm. more like aliens than I think we did in, in a lot of Clone Wars. Like, the like the populations of the planets they go to are more diverse, um, and uh, I feel like that's kind of rubbing off a little bit from uh, from Resistance because Resistance, mm-hmm. you know, they did have a bunch of alien species, and I feel like they're kind of incorporating maybe not the designs per se because the animation is a little bit different. There's quite a bit different, but uh, you know, just some of those species are definitely making their way into the Bad Batch. 
Yeah, whether it's in, intentional or not, I kind of think maybe it, it's a little more intentional because you're starting to see the Empire take over and maybe these people are being forced from their home worlds. Because, mm. you know, a lot in the Clone Wars was going to each planet, you know, and every arc mm. or every episode had that species specific to that planet that the Republic was coming in to help or stop the Separatists or something. But you see, um, what was that, the third or fourth episode... Um, where they where the people were trying to get away from the empire, you know, they, they, a lot of people need the credits. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely the the empire with its might and stuff coming in now is definitely I think fracturing a lot of the galaxy. And maybe that's maybe it's intentional, maybe it's not. Maybe that's what they're going for, just having, you know, like a cantina scene from the original one where there's just going to be so many aliens, yeah. you know, dispersed all over the place. That's probably where we're headed. That's actually a really good point. Um, you you definitely are. Uh, seeing what that could look like and you know as you, as you mentioned we even saw that in, in an earlier episode in the season where the empire came in and required everybody to confirm their identity with like what were they like chips of some sort or mm -hmm. scan docs or i don't remember exactly but they were they wanted everybody to confirm who they were before they could leave the planet and this and that and you know so i think that's, that's actually a really good point uh, i can definitely see how that could be the reasoning for seeing like a mos Eisley cantina or um, you know, any number of, in, of situations where you do have all these displaced like species that are having to intermingle and all kind of going to where life's maybe a little bit better for them. And that's why mm -hmm. they're showing up at SIDS because I guess SID is just a welcoming, uh, loving character. Probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> totally. But so, yeah. Um, what'd you think about um, the reveal that Omega is a pure clone and is the sister of Boba Fett? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I know there was a lot of speculation before that. Oh, she's uh, she's got Jedi DNA or, you know, she has um, my, my theory was that she just had all of the abilities of the different Clone Force 99 mm -hmm. members. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just a, like a, a phase one, like regular clone. Um, it sounds like she's unmodified, just the same way Boba was, where no growth acceleration. She's, you know, mm -hmm. first generation. Um, I mean, I do have questions like, you know, why is, she, you know, if she, I mean, I guess you can clone somebody and, and change their change of her from male or feet to female or vice versa. But uh, that does kind of like make it a little more interesting. It's like, how did how did they do that? Uh, you know, they're, they're Kamino cloners. I'm sure they have crazy technology we're not even aware of. But uh, but no, it's cool. She is a clone and she's not just another if she were like a male, like Boba Fett clone kid, it wouldn't really mm -hmm. mean a whole lot. OK, Boba's got a brother all right but boba has a sister yeah i feel like that makes it a lot more interesting and um i mean you know, for all intents and purposes she's like she'd be like a sister mm -hmm. um yeah so that 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 has me like a little excited that hasn't like i mean we never saw her obviously in the original trilogy we haven't seen her in any other star wars outside the bad batch so i would like to see how that plays out like where her story goes where she ends up does she become a bounty hunter does she choose some other uh, sort of trade. Um, does she fall? Does she follow maybe what Clone Force ninety nine is doing, which is they're not quite bounty hunters, but they're out running like a lot of errands mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Does she take a position in the New Republic, or does she work for you know any of the characters that we knew in the original trilogy? It's just a lot of options. Again, just like with mm -hmm. Crosshair, we don't know where things are going to go. Same with Omega, even to an even higher extent, because you know her story could really go anywhere, especially given her background. Yeah, and then you see some of the, uh, like, I don't know what you want to call them, re resistance people 
Um, you know, we, we ran into Trace and Rafa mm-hmm. and Rex and stuff, and they're fighting for something. It's not really, you know, we don't exactly know what it is yet. Maybe this is the beginning of the what will become the Rebels. Um, but maybe she has something to do with that, you know, because this yeah. is where she's going to be learning a lot. And, and it seems like the, the Bad Batch wants to do what's good, what's right. And they're obviously not, you know, falling in line with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So maybe she ends up somewhere there, you know, as a, a resistance rebel leader or something like that. Yeah, could very well be. Could very well be. Maybe she'll show up in uh, the Ahsoka show or the Book of Boba Fett. Like, who yeah. knows? Could be. Could be really interesting uh, wherever they decide to take that story if they continue to utilize her. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it'd be really interesting, too, to see if Boba Fett, um, I guess he'd probably be like a teenager, would maybe show up in this show. Um, it seems like, you know, when we last saw him in Clone Wars, he's a few years older than Omega is now. Yeah, that's, um, so you see, I, that's something that kind of confused me a little bit, because if they are Generation 1 unmodified clones, like, or, you know, overall unmodified, um, shouldn't they be the same age? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if they're both from the very beginning of the whole clone lineage thing, I mean, shouldn't they... I mean, I don't know how, how old exactly Boba is. He was probably, like, what, like, 12 in Attack of the Clones? 11, 12, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. So this is, you know, what, three years later? So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, like, a good 14, 15 at this point. Um, I feel like Omega's closer to maybe, like, I don't know, 12, 13? yeah. Probably. I was 12. thinking 11, 12. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's, you know, hopefully that those are questions they'll answer because I can mm-hmm. see that being one of those things where they don't really give you an answer and you kind of have to figure it out on your own. But I, mm-hmm. I do hope we get an answer for that because that's, you know, other than her being female, yeah, she does seem to be a little bit younger. She doesn't, you know, she's not as mature as Boba, which, you know, Boba was riding alongside Django all his life. So you kind of had to adapt pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and, you know, learn from, from Django. So. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. No, it's it's uh, it's it's been a fun show. It's you know, if nothing else, you know, I'm I'm glad that we have weekly Star Wars to tune into and mm-hmm. you know, you know, like this have discussions about, you know, what we liked and where we think things might be going. Um so I think the last that we saw um that was the uh the episode uh Common Ground where they had to go to a separate former separatist planet Raxus and um kind of you know ally themselves with a former separatist and you know they had you know hunter had reservations about that echo had reservations about it but ultimately they did it you know that's that's why you get the title common ground Uh, i thought this planet that they went to uh was really nice what did you think yeah it kind of reminded me of like naboo or something Mm -hmm. it was very like pretty and clean looking um i really enjoy seeing like the, what the clones are up to now and how they look and how they look more like stormtroopers and their paint and their weathered dirtiness is gone from their armor and they're just more white, more uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting, we're seeing a lot of just plain white stormtroopers. We're seeing less and less of the different factions and legions and uh, yeah, it's just more like grunt, white, all white armored stormtroopers. And mm. yeah, that's cool. We need to get figures of that though because, uh, yeah <laughs> in both <laughs> scales we need figures of, of that you know lots of them mm-hmm. that are not exclusives yes they are um, <laughs> so hard to get a hold of <laughs> yeah um but yeah no this was a it was a neat planet and you know just kind of branching off from that episode you know omega's back with the group obviously um and yeah it, at the very end of this episode i do want to mention they kind of um 
or you know Sid was kind of exploiting uh, uh, Omega a little bit wasn't she like just trying like yeah. getting her she was basically gambling you know mm-hmm. which I find kind of an interesting thing that they did in, <laughs> for this particular show but um uh you know it kind of leaves off with Hunter just testing her and seeing how good she is but um mm-hmm. I I wonder like if that's a clue to where her story goes or if it's just like oh you know she's just really good at you know different things at strategy because she's a clone mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing yeah i think they mentioned that about her being really good at strategy i think omega herself said it but um i kind of think it was just a, a way to to show that she could take care of herself that she had value while the group wasn't there and earned her a little bit of respect from from the rest of the crew that she and, and showed to the audience you know that that she's not just helpless that that she needs the 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 bad batch the rest of the crew to help her all the time um, but yeah, adds a yeah. lot to, to the development. Yeah, totally. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where where things go with the whole story. Um, you know, like maybe a week ago, I, I could have sort of kind of guessed a little bit about what was to come. But for this week, I feel like the last mm-hmm. episode, they wrapped things up pretty well. So I really have no idea what's coming the next episode. So I can't speculate on that at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You could say maybe some like hopes and stuff. I, it would be nice to if they ran into some sort of Jedi that escaped Order sixty six. You know, if if they want to call it back into someone that was in Clone Wars, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seems what the, what they're doing a lot of. But um, I, I you know I yearn for that the Force, I guess. And the show really isn't giving it a whole lot of it, um, and it's not bothering me yet. But if they don't want to do that, that's fine too. I'm not going to stop watching. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Totally. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where things go. Uh, you know, I'll have another episode uh, by the time this uh, this episode of Cantina Chatter mm-hmm. uh, premieres. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely catch that, and then subsequent episodes uh, during our next chat. Yeah. Well, cool, cool. Um, so uh, I think we did this last time. Are there any characters that you've seen in the Bad Batch that you think would make a really great action figure? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't been thinking that when I've been watching the show, so I don't know yet. Any background characters? I can't think of anything specifically. <clears throat> I mean, I know they would probably never do it, but I, I kind of want an action figure of Sid. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Yeah. Would it be... How big is she? Would it be deluxe something or other? It, it, it might have to be. It might have to be. Yeah. It might have to be deluxe. Um, then I, we know Omega's coming, and I, I hope she comes with her like, what do you even call her crossbow? Like an electro crossbow, yeah, sort of thing. I hope she comes hope with so. that. Yeah, seems like that's yeah. going to be her her weapon of choice to mm-hmm. her little distinction amongst the yeah. uh, bad batch. I like that too because that's not mm-hmm. really a weapon we see too much of in Star Wars. I mean, Chewie has a crossbow, but it's for all intents and purposes, it's just a blaster. Mm-hmm. So I like her that hers is actually like an energy bow of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it has some of the the stuff, maybe some things that we haven't seen yet, because it, it always stinks when they model it off of like the pilot or something, and then two or three episodes in, a character has a major change, and then you don't have that uh, updated version of the character or a season two character or whatever right. it is. So yeah, wh- whatever they give us, hopefully it's uh, you know more representative of how she is. Here we are, a little bit past halfway of the first season. Yeah, we also see what became of Tan Wee after all this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Tanwi. Oh man, <laughs> she just seems so nice in Attack of the Clones and formal mm-hmm. and not nice maybe, but just like like formal and yeah. Oh well. Yeah, 
Maybe they'll clone her, right? <laughs> that's, that's actually, if you think about it, do clones clone themselves? Or sorry, do, do Kaminoans clone themselves? I mean, they have the technology to never lose one of their offspring, to never really, in a physical sense, die. Mm-hmm. Do they clone themselves? I don't know. I don't know if I've thought of that. <laughs> I haven't either until just now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's who knows. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Deep thoughts for a, another time, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> for someone who knows more about Star Wars than me, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then me. Um, all right. So Star Wars Visions. Yeah. So this is one of those uh, th- those animated series that was announced sometime back when they were announcing all the Star Wars content that was to come. Um, did you get a chance to check out the the preview that just came out a few days ago for Star Wars Visions? Yeah, I watched it a couple days ago. Um, I quickly rewatched it before we hopped on here. Um, it, honestly, it's one of those shows that I kind of forgot about. You know, there was a lot announced back. I guess that was December. Yeah. Um, and there's so many other things that, that excited me more, you know, Ahsoka and all these other shows that book of Boba Fett coming. So I'd forgotten about it. Um, it, it looks interesting. Um, I'm not, would not call myself a fan of anime. I just never kind of got into it, but I'm definitely here for, you know, uh, reimagining star Wars in a, in a different way. Um, yeah, and it looks it looks good. And I, from what I saw, I guess I read one of the stories on Star Wars Newsnet, and some stories will be uh, canonical and some will not. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that that's a little weird to me. Um, I feel like it should be one or the other, mm-hmm. um, or just make it all not you know just make it an alternate thing. Yeah, yeah like that'd a be okay or something or. Yeah, um, but to say some of it's canon, some's not. To me, that's just that's just weird, and to me, that's just like inviting a lot of controversy. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of upset people if they don't at the beginning of every episode have like a stamp saying like this is canon, this is not canon, because that that will definitely be argued about amongst and questioned amongst the fan base. Oh yeah, yeah that that's definitely a weird detail, but. You know, I'm also not the biggest anime fan. I mean, I do enjoy some of it. I do like Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the art. I think the art looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. When I went to Japan a few years ago, I was just... They have that art everywhere. It's like in the subway. It's like on advertisements. It's like public like messages. Like They use you know, animate it to, uh, to, to, to do that and to advertise and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's like everywhere, but... And I, I just think the art's really cool. I think it's just it's just very unique, and you know, it's very specific uh, to the to the uh, to you know that anime style. And I mean, I kind of feel like it 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 works for Star Wars. Like you know, they're mm-hmm. doing all kinds of things with Star Wars. There's different kinds of animation within Star Wars. There's live action. There's video games. There's mm-hmm. everything else. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing to try different th- different things. I'm, I think they're still kind of trying to find things that work and things that don't work. Um, so I don't know if that's where that comes from, but I don't really, I don't really mind it. I think I think from what I've seen, it looks really neat. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Star Wars, I mean, it has the same a lot of the same things you would see in a show like Dragon Ball. You have like Force powers, you have mm-hmm. like Force spirits that come back. You have like, you know, a lot of those elements are already there. You know, the spirituality of it. Um, 
you know, just the whole mystery and, you know, the way the universe, intergalactic thing, aliens, like, I mean, all of those elements are already in place with Star Wars. So I feel like it's kind of a natural fit to to try an anime style show. Yeah, I think what from what I saw, it does look very beautiful. I like the one interpretation of the lightsabers that the mm-hmm. hilt had like a um, top piece to it. Um, but yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do story-wise and maybe in some of the non-canonical episodes if they're going to tie in more like Japanese culture into Mm -hmm. the story of Star Wars. I'd I'd be down for that. Um, But yeah, uh, it it seems like they've put a lot of time and effort into it and it looks like it's going to be quality. It's not going to be something that's just willy-nilly. So Yeah. Absolutely. They have they have the right people on board. You know, they have, uh, you know, people that have done this all their lives, professionals like coming in to do this. They're Mm -hmm. not just using random people that they have at their disposal. Like they they have a legit team from like a lot of them from Japan that are coming in to to do this. And, you know, so they're doing it right. I think it's it's stylistically it's going to look beautiful. I think um, for me, it's going to come down to the story. You know, are they retelling certain things? Are they just exploring new things i mean with the title visions i mean it kind of already sounds like it could dabble into like alternate you know timeline or you know multiverse sort of territory yeah so maybe that's part of it but um that for me that's i'm sure it's gonna look great it's gonna sound great it already looks great um i think it's gonna be more for me like the story like you know what is this Mm -hmm. about you know what is it doing for the totality of the story of star wars is it kind of just its own thing if so that's fine uh, are they changing things within the canon? Or I mean, that that's kind of a little bit of a gray area right now. I feel like with with this and you know that detail that you mentioned, how it's not all canon, but some of it is. So we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, from what I'm seeing here, it says that it's going to uh, new tales from across various time periods in the galaxy far, far away. Um, I'd be excited to, to look at new time periods, things that we've never seen on screen before. Go back um, High Republic, you know, before Phantom Menace or maybe even after Episode Nine, see what's going on, because it seems like uh, Star Wars regrouping here is kind of huddled around the original trilogy. You know, mm-hmm. Bad Batch is getting closer to Episode Four. Um, and then we see a lot of, you know, Mandalorian and definitely post Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, give me some I want to see more of what the Jedi might have been doing a thousand years in the past and stuff, you know, like where the High Republic is uh, set right now. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, show me what give me a story. That, tell me what Ray does after episode nine, you know, if it's canonical or not. I'd be there for yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I think a show like this does work well in that respect, because, you know, there's a lot of parts in Star Wars in the story, different time frames, like you noted, that we haven't explored, that we haven't seen. Um, and it's, it's difficult for them to make like, like continually, continually do like movies or series that are based prime, you know, only about, you know, let's just say, just throw out a number a hundred years before, uh, the mm-hmm. Phantom Menace or a hundred years after the rise of Skywalker. But if you can use a show like this, that kind of goes and hits a lot of those marks, you know, what was going on with Darth Bane? You know, we actually get to see stuff with him or, uh, Darth Revan or, mm-hmm. You know, just just odds and ends, like things right after Empire Strikes Back. You know, maybe we see Boba transporting, mm-hmm. you know, Han and Carbonite. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be touched on. And I think that's that's kind of exciting. I just hope that, and maybe this is where that some of it's not canon comes from. I just hope that some of it doesn't kind of box them in. Um, mm-hmm. And, 
you know, not be able to create content around that time frame at a later period. Because I kind of feel like they've done that a little bit. Uh, the big one that comes to mind for me is uh, Maul versus Obi-Wan in Rebels. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. then he, he did come back in Solo and then, you know, that kind of opened the door for more Maul. And, you know, maybe he could have been a bigger player in the Obi-Wan TV series. Mm-hmm. So um, I just hope they don't box themselves in. I mean, it's 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 such like a far off, like, part of Star Wars content, you know, it's pretty far removed from the films. It's it's even mm-hmm. far removed from Clone Wars and Bad Batch and Rebels and stuff. So I don't see that being an issue, but, you know, I just hope it doesn't box them in too much to where they can't or will be hesitant to explore things because they yeah. feel that they've already you covered know, that. Listen to you talk right now. I'm thinking uh, maybe this is really smart of them to, to classify this as not canon. Um, because it, it seems like, you know, like people predicted they're having a hard time keeping the canon together. Uh, you know, people had complained even at the start of Bad Batch, uh, you know, that what happened to Kanan wasn't exactly how it was written in the comics or the books. Um, and what you mentioned about Maul and stuff like that. And they are boxing themselves in. Um, I know they're they're keeping like good, good track of, of what people are watching on Disney Plus, which is going to be, you know, the hub for Star Wars here for the foreseeable future. So if they, you know, strike gold with something and maybe they're, they're testing the waters, you know, to, to see where does Star Wars go after we run out of ideas with these characters right around the original trilogy time mm-hmm. and just see what, you know, what people are rewatching, what people really like, you know, in these stories that they're definitely, it seems like they're going to have a lot of creative freedom, creative liberties and stuff to just really, you know, what's next for Star Wars, you know, and, and not box themselves in that they can tell a story and say, you know, we liked this part of it. It, it was really popular. Let's throw this part out. And now this will be canon in mm-hmm. something else. But yeah, it, it, you really got me thinking there. I think maybe this maybe this is a smart, smart series. Uh, maybe it is a lot more consequential in Star Wars than we realize. But, but that'll be remain to be seen after we get it, I guess, sometime this fall. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, it'll be here before we know it. So. Uh, you know, more Star Wars uh, isn't a bad thing. There's Star Wars for everybody. And uh, this will oh, just yeah. be another way to express it and maybe draw more fans in. And I think that's always a big thing, no matter whether you're talking about movies or collecting or what have you. If you have more people with their eyes on it, there's going to be more people interested. The mm-hmm. companies or production are going to want to make more of it and, you know, more and more and more. So, you know, not a bad thing to have more Star Wars. Yeah, and if they draw on some anime fans who maybe aren't Star Wars fans and it gets them into, you know, some of the the Clone Wars or whatever, into these other series and stuff, and like you said, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say I'm a little jealous right now of Disney Plus uh, with the Marvel series. Seem like it's just like one after another, and they're all mm-hmm. great. And I know our time is probably coming next year or the year after, um, but yeah, if, if what Marvel is doing right now is indicative of where Star Wars is going, I'm... We should all be very excited. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're doing a really good job with the Marvel series. That's for sure. I've um, oh, there's a new Loki episode to watch, isn't there? I just realized. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. <laughs> oh man, hop on with the family <laughs> after we're done here and check that out. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna do the same. Um, yeah. So there's yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Marvel and and. Um, Maybe it'll be the same with Star Wars. I mean, I know that with Star Wars, you do have these huge gaps in time, you know, mm-hmm. the prequels, the OT, the sequels. And um, so maybe it's the connections aren't quite what they, they are in some of the Marvel series, but there's potential there. I mean, you know, I think they've said that the Book of Boba Fett is a spinoff of 
of uh, the Mandalorian to mm-hmm. some extent, and then Ahsoka is maybe ties into that somehow as well. So, I mean, if so, then you know you're making those those connections. You're just tying them into various um, Disney Plus series, which is fine mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean, they have the right people in place with these live action series when Favreau and Filoni. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it took Marvel. You know, they're like ten years in now with these movies, um, and it's only been. When did Force Awakens come out? Five, six years ago? Yeah. So, yeah, they've had some ago. stumbles and stuff, and hopefully they can regroup and, and you know, um, it's future's bright. <laughs> yeah, future's bright. I mean, and, and it is hard to completely compare the two because, you know, Marvel mm-hmm. has been nonstop, like you said, for the last, like, 12, 13 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars is is goes back to the 1970s. So, I mean, it's... You know, it, it, it it's not a fair comparison to, mm-hmm. to look at one and the other and see what they're doing, you know. So, but yeah, lots of stuff is coming. Uh, I, I can't even imagine, you know, if you have multiple Star Wars series running, what that would look like, like like concurrently, you know. But um, maybe we'll get there. There's a lot of stuff coming for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me in 2019, you know, or told me what was happening with the, the television series, I'm not sure I would have believed it. But, you know, there were there was a time when we were excited at possibility of two movies a year. And, you know, we could be looking at series after series, you know, three television series a year. And man, this this is going to be a lot of fun <laughs> to that. I just say that I hope Hasbro and all the licensing you know companies are prepared for this so that we're not waiting three years to get yeah. a main character from a movie or a show. And, you know, I hope that they have stuff. I hope that they're working more closely with Lucasfilm than they've suggested they have in the past because, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's really important to have some of those key players ready to go when the show premieres. So let's hope that uh, that, that gets better for sure. Yeah, I mean, we want to live the, the glory days of our youth, right, where we could go see the movie and go out and pick up the merchandise. And it's like, oh, you you know, you liked the Bad Batch or whatever. Okay, well, like, pre-order this figure and you'll see it in mm-hmm. three months or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I- yeah. And I've said this before, a lot of the times that me personally, the toy will get me even more excited for the movie or for the show mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll see this really interesting looking character. Or it'll come with some accessory. Oh, I wonder how this works. And like the, the merchandise really like gets me excited. So you're right. That is, a, a re, you know, a relic of the past, you know, when we used to have those big midnight Star Wars launches for mm-hmm. the, the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars and yeah the good old days i don't think it's all hasbro's fault now i mean i've got i've got two little girls um what comes to mind is uh it's on disney plus actually you've heard of the show bluey um it's a it's a like an animated show about a um family of like dogs and stuff and it it was really popular lots of lots of the kids liked bluey and it took them like about a year to get toys on the shelf Hmm. you know and that's that's what my girls want when they watch something they want to go out and they buy the toy and it doesn't seem to be just you know the older properties like star wars or you know the Marvel Legends or whatever, um, so I don't know. It's just the the toy where the toy industry is moving. I presume you know based mm-hmm. on my kids' buying habits. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're you're right. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the toy industry, and you know, consumerism, and you know, globally, the pandemics changed things a lot. You know, with how things are made and produced, and what timelines the you know that looks like, and not to mention, you know, just collectors aren't aren't. Uh, yeah, there's still a lot of us. There's a lot. There's probably more mm-hmm. people buying toys now than there were a decade ago. But collecting, you know, doesn't look like it did, you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago. I mean, that's 
you know, I guess there's just so many things now, right? There's not just action figures anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all kinds of options available to you. Some that are virtual and aren't even like a physical, tangible thing, which like kind of like kills me because why would I want to pay for something that I'm never going to have in my hands and be able to manipulate? So. I, again, I'm so happy for the the streaming services and the streaming movies, but I'm going to be very upset the day when I don't get to buy the new Star Wars Blu-ray, and I'm not going to get to own Mandalorian on a disc set. Um, I, you know, yeah. we're collectors. I like to hold the physical thing. You know, I even collect records. I like having a vinyl record in my hand, uh, looking at the the jacket and the artwork and stuff. Yeah. And that's that's what we're moving to, and everything's going to be digital. And I, I know I said I wouldn't do it. Now I rent my music on Spotify. I, you know, <laughs> I don't even buy the CDs anymore. So, yeah, hopefully, we're not um, picking up any um, you know digital versions of uh, vintage collection figures or something in the oh, future. Oh no, we, no, it's <laughs> like they're on your phone. Like, look, oh look what yeah. I just found. I found it. Like, yeah. you got to go to Target, but then like. <laughs> You know, if you're lucky, like it'll have like a, a tag and you scan it. Oh, I got it. Look, I found it at Target. Mm-hmm. No, 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 let's not go there. That, that, <laughs> Just as long as I as, as long as I can be in the digital environment with it and hold it like virtual reality style, maybe. Yes, when we all, yes. When we all plug into the matrix or something. Right. Or unplug <laughs> from it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I hear you. I'm right there with you. I have a record player with a stack of records, you know, just inches away from me here. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. I like owning the stuff, too. I mean, I still I don't. I don't really buy CDs anymore, but I still have like a tower of CDs, like, you know, and I have mm-hmm. for all my favorite films, I definitely like to buy them. You know, I mean, I have mm-hmm. all the Star Wars Blu-rays. I have all, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, like the, the Burton uh, Batman films, Jur- the Jurassic films. I mean, all that mm-hmm. I have and a lot of others. I you know I own actual, you know, physical copies, but yeah, um, the power goes out right internet outages happens mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to watch something the only way to do it's if you have like the blu-ray so yeah yeah and then like oh it's a shame too some of these movies that are being lost that haven't been converted to blu-ray or dvd and there's no video stores anymore and then the, right. the streaming rights aren't picked up so yeah if you can own what you want on in the newest format and stuff and just always be able to watch it I just hope yeah. that, that the physical side of, of collecting things, whether whatever it is, doesn't go away. Right. And you can't always stream things without paying for them anyway. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of, I like, I love watching TCM, you know, the, the classic films. Mm-hmm. And um, some of those are only there for like a month at a time and then they're gone for like a year. So, I mean, like if you don't have the Blu-ray on some of your favorite movies, it's like, okay, well, yeah. you're going to have to to pay to download it. And, you know, I don't like paying to download things. I like paying to own things like tangible, like physical copies so um yeah i guess that's an old old school thing i guess you know mentalities are changing and you know like you we do use a title to like stream mm-hmm. our music you know we, we pay for that service and um uh but for films i think it's a little i i feel a little more inclination to own them than i than i might for like you know a cd or an yeah. album because you know you can listen to a lot of stuff on youtube anyway you know for, for mm-hmm. free with ads but um yeah for films you know i definitely feel like you know, when you own it, I think that you, that shows you, you know, it's a little more of an expression of how much you like that film that you went out yeah. and bought it. So, yep. All right. So the next series that we have on tap, of course, is the Book of Boba Fett. That's the next live action series. Uh, and that is dropping sometime around the holidays later this year in December. And um, I'm really excited. Um, you know, I've missed not having Mandalorian or any Mandalorian trailers or set images or just nothing, you know, and. Um, 
it, it, it's kind of a bummer that we're going to have to wait a while longer to get that season, that third season. But, um, you know, if Boba, Book of Boba Fett ties into it somehow and, you know, we see some crossover there, then I think, you know, hopefully that'll that'll be uh, just as satisfying. You know, I mean, we're getting but more Boba Fett, so it's going to be good, I, I would assume. Um, but speaking of the book, or did you have a thought? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, we're getting like clockwork or around Christmas time is our Star Wars time now. Yeah. Um, definitely going to be missing that um, this year. Boba Fett, I guess, will be coming out end of the year, beginning of next year. Right. But um, yeah, it was it was like clockwork, you know, you know, set your clock to Mandalorian time, family time, Christmas time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the return of, of live action. You know, that's I think everyone's favorite. That's where it's at. If you can get something live action, um, it's just, you know, the best. But um, right. yeah, so some some news recently dropped um, about the directors of Book of Boba Fett, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, we got a little bit of a glimpse of who is going to be uh, directing the episodes. This comes directly from Tamar Morrison. Tamar Morrison, he had an interview um, pretty recently, and he talked a little bit about uh, the directors. So, uh, for this second uh, or for this first season of the book of Boba Fett, um, he mentioned that uh, we're going to see some of the names that we saw already for uh, Mandalorian. So that's Robert Rodriguez, John Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Dave Filoni. So I, I don't know. If there's going to be more than this. Um, these are at least the ones that he mentioned. And I know that they had some very solid episodes and, you know, their their history with Star Wars is 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 starting to build as we see them direct more episodes within, you mm -hmm. know, this Star Wars TV format. Um, so that, I'm good with that. I think, you know, it, it sounds like they kind of want to tie it in a little bit to Mando. And if you bring in some of those same directors to kind of get some of the same beats, then to me, that mm -hmm. makes good sense. Yeah, it's just good, you know, continuity, you know, the the crew and a lot of these actors were in Mandalorian are used to working with these directors on their episodes for Mandalorian season two. Um, yeah. And if they if it's true to the rumors that they want to have some sort of like Mando verse, as I've heard some people online call it. Um, yeah, it, it can't be bad. You know, the, the more these people get used to working with each other, I think the better the product will be. I agree. Yeah. No, you know, they're. they're continuing on to establish those relationships and build on them and mm -hmm. yeah when you have people that have worked together multiple times over then yeah i think it's it's natural for the product to come out better and better so this makes sense and you know i'd have to assume maybe there's going to be other directors too maybe there are some new ones in there that haven't been uh, like officially announced mm -hmm. um but you know knowing that there will be some continuity there um you know is, i think is pretty promising yeah uh, again, yeah, if it ties into Ahsoka, maybe they'll have some of these directors also on the Ahsoka series. Uh, maybe they want to bring um, people on from that have directed other things and the other live action Star Wars. Um, but yeah, you know, not a whole lot to talk here. Um, just, you know, we're getting this, this drip of news means we're getting closer and closer to seeing Boba Fett uh, on our TV screens again, which I think, you know, so many people love that character so much. And I think it's going to be really, really popular, you know, as popular as Mandalorian, if not more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, this information came from uh, express.co.uk, uh, in which Tamar Morrison gave his, uh, his interview. And uh, another thing that, that he mentioned is uh, that the show is, uh, it's in the timeline of The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that it's a duo thing. So he says uh, Ming-Na Wen is going to be in there, of course, as we know. She, oh, she's, uh, he says she's playing the master assassin, uh, yeah. Finnick Shand. And uh, he says that uh, we got to look at the timeline. We got to look at where Boba has been. 
and we got to keep the fans happy. So, yeah, I don't have any qualms with anything that he said there in this interview. <laughs> no, yeah, more Boba Fett, you know, people love it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> people love it. And we're finally getting to really appreciate Boba Fett as a character, not just some random, yeah, yeah. you know, really cool looking character, you know, that's his whole, <laughs> um, like, appeal for the last four decades has been that he just looked really cool and he sounded mm -hmm. cool and he he caught han solo you know and um and you know that that's been like the appeal is that oh you know he's he's mysterious you don't know a lot about him and when when there's myster mystery there and you don't know a whole lot about a character you can put any you know backstory in your mind that you want mm -hmm. you know you can make them up to be how however awesome you want them to be you know we of course we got him in the prequels but you know seeing him as the fully fledged bounty hunter boba fett like in mando i think was was a long time coming and you know made a lot of people happy and it kind of vindicated those of us who you know were saying oh you know we're boba fett fans well, why are you a boba fett fan he doesn't do anything <laughs> um well yeah now he does now he does so you know i'm happy to to be a long time boba fett fan and i think this is going to continue to um, to, to unfold his story, you know, post Return of the Jedi and, you know, get, maybe even it'll go back beyond that. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, everything you said. Awesome. Uh, I just hope the, the fan base goes in with, with an open mind because now we're going to be laying his story down into canon and anything that might have been said uh, in, in Legends or anything else uh, or, like you said, the personal feelings of people who are just really big Boba Fett yeah. fans. No one, you know takes exception to it or, or something like that and let's just all get along as a, a happy fan base and just be happy that we have such an awesome character with you know a lot to do and a lot to say now yeah yeah absolutely and who knows maybe we'll get a flashback to to daniel logan back as a as a you know sub-adult boba fett or something mm -hmm. yeah who knows anything can happen <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just keep this this steady drip of information coming with Star Wars series, and it's gonna it's getting closer to being real with with every new story that breaks, and yeah, yeah, and Bring it's on getting the fall, <laughs> absolutely, and it's getting closer to like where we would traditionally have Comic Con, so maybe we'll get a trailer soon. Oh yeah, that would be that would be awesome. You know? That would be awesome. <laughs> I hope we get a trailer soon for Book of Boba Fett. Well, Dave, this has been really fun. Uh, thank you for coming on here and talking Star Wars TV. You know, I think we've done a pretty good job talking about uh, The Bad Batch, you know, getting caught up with that and a little bit about Star Wars Visions and the Book of Boba Fett. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time that we uh, we do one of these. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more to talk about as uh, in addition to Bad Batch regarding some mm -hmm. of these other series that are forthcoming. Yeah, I mean, it's great that we have the Bad Batch to take us through this kind of lull of uh, Star Wars now that we don't have a live-action series or a movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, everyone, just keep watching, keep loving the uh, Bad Batch, and uh, you know, more news will break, and we're getting closer and closer to more Mandalorian, more Boba Fett, and yeah, everybody, totally. stay stick on for the ride. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Dave, uh, where can our uh, viewers and listeners go to look you up online? I'm on Instagram and Twitter under JurassicDave93. Um, you know, start up a conversation or whatever. I don't post as much here. A little busy this summer. But, yeah, I'm still there. I haven't gone anywhere. And let's talk some Star Wars or some Jurassic Park or whatever. Nice. Or on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yep. I got a small YouTube channel, JurassicDave93. Just a handful of videos, you know, some older stuff. I got to get some new content out there sometime soon, hopefully. Awesome. Well, I'll put links in the show notes to all these places. Definitely go and uh, check out Dave if you're not already. I'm sure most of you are. 
Um, but yeah, it's been fun and uh, looking forward to doing this again. All right. Thanks a lot, Victoria. Uh, be great to see you next time. All right, Dave. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening and for watching this episode of Cantina Chatter Podcast. Looking forward to seeing you again. If you are uh, watching here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Uh, be sure you're subscribed to Victoria's Cantina here on YouTube. Uh, let us know in the comments, you know, what is your uh, most, uh, the thing you're most excited about uh, in terms of the upcoming uh, Star Wars Visions or the Book of Boba Fett. I'm sure there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting thoughts that we have about that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to uh, leave us a five star rating. Remember that you can subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and uh, also check out our spinoff shows: The Vintage Collection Podcast, Collect Jurassic World, and Discovery Land. Uh, until next time, my friends, thank you for tuning into the Cantina Chatter Podcast. Be well, be safe, may the force be with you, no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy. Take care. Bye-bye.